Hello, welcome to my podcast called A Puddle in the Desert. It is the podcast associated with my blog, also called A Puddle in the Desert. This uh, episode is entitled A Continuum Approach, Marriage Part 2. I was having a little bit of a hard time putting this particular post together. I had to glance back over my first marriage post that I had written and I could see the flow of my thoughts, but one kept, question kept bugging me. What's the real intervention? So I had to reflect back over the science that brought me into this. And one aspect kept popping up a lot was stress. So I got to thinking, okay, how does stress in engineering, how does that apply to life? Stress is an important part of engineering. The engineer is constantly trying to analyze the stress on any given point of the model or structure that they may be working on. I wrestled with this in my thoughts because I was thinking to myself, okay, I can figure this out for stress management for individuals, but what about couples and families? How can I figure out the specifics for individuals and and families to apply appropriately? I remembered that continuum mechanics is a system style science, and I was wrestling with what system, what group, blah, blah, that kind of thing. Then a light bulb went off in my head. And I started thinking about marriage counseling and that kind of thing. And I thought, I came up with a concept in my head that I thought would fit well with marriage count within a marriage counseling context. Um, it'll fit really well within a premarital counseling context. There's an image that we use to describe marriage sometimes called building a house. And this image fits perfectly. So how are building a house and planning it like a marriage? Usually you make a lot of plans when you're building a house. And usually you make a lot of plans when you get married and start a family. The whole process is eerily and oddly similar. In each aspect, one variable needs to be considered, and it typically isn't a deal breaker, and that's income. And believe it or not, income is a flow variable, and this will become more important as the math is brought to bear on my model. I have a relatively basic understanding of building a house. Some of you may beg to differ after reading or hearing this, but this is my basic understanding. The most important part of the process is the planning. You have to decide what style of house you want, where you want it, how many bedrooms, what type of furniture, the appliances you want. In other words, what is your dream? How does this relate to counseling? Well, the number of bedrooms that you want can be reflective of how many children you want. It can display if you want to work from home or entertain a great deal, things like that. The location that you choose may reflect if you want to be alone or have privacy or be very sociable. What your dream is will reflect what your expectations are of a marriage. But one of the things that you start out with is laying a foundation. But so some would think, you know, once you kind of figure out part of your planning and you get that down, that it should be it, right? Eh, not quite. 
you have to decide if you want a concrete foundation or a raised wooden structure. If you choose concrete, and then at this point is where some of the real fun begins. Once you have the dimensions of your home and where everything is going to go, then you have to dig what are called footings. Footings are just semi-shallow troughs that follow where the load-bearing walls will go in your home. These footings provide extra support for the walls. Then once that is done, the plumbers and the electricians, if needed, have to come and place the pipes in the areas where the plumbing fixtures, etc. will go. Then the concrete is poured. The process with a wooden structure is similar, but you just have to place spots where the supporting wall will be. And plumbing can come later. <clears throat> You're probably going at this point, okay, uh, we kind of follow you, but exactly where are you going with this? The foundation of the marriage is the most important part. And in Christian circles, we often say that we need to build our marriages with God as the foundation. And I believe this deeply. But I think we often take it for granted that if the couple are church attenders, then they'll be okay. And many times that can be very incorrect. We need to help couples make those plans. How are you going to support your plan for making God the center of your marriage? What is your support plan for having X number of kids? What is your support plan for retirement? If you observe a concrete foundation, once those plans are laid, they are literally cemented and cemented into place. So after the foundation is laid and all that stuff, then the st structure can start going up. The exterior walls are put into place, a skeletal version of what the you know, house is going to look like. Then the trusses for the roof are brought in and set in place. And this is very tricky. If this is not done and planned correctly, everything can come crashing down. One quick side story. I used to be a delivery driver. My delivery area for a couple of my jobs was really large. I observed the structure going up once, and I would literally drive by it once or twice a week. When I first saw it, I thought it was going to be a nice building. It was pretty big. Then the walls go up, and then I noticed them putting trusses on. And they kept putting trusses on. Now, if you're not familiar with what trusses are, these are the angular things that form the support under the roofs. And I was like, uh, that isn't going to work. Sure enough, it fell. They did not account for the weight and stress, and it came crashing down. When you are setting the structure for a house, you are trying to account for the flow in your life. What are the high traffic areas? Where will the kids be? How will I prepare dinner and set the table? What will it be like in the mornings? Where will the sun be? What will our evenings in the entertainment room be like? Will this protect us from the weather in our area? Those types of questions. You can help a couple of people plan for these things. You, you can help a couple plan for these things. Most parents, when they are starting off with their first kid, they get and need a lot of advice. Usually, even with all that advice, they're still winging it. One of my friends relayed a comment that he overheard from a pediatrician that I thought was really smart. When you have your first kid and you're trying to set the sleeping schedule for the kid, make it match how your schedule is going to be. 
If you have a commitment one night of the week that will keep you out until 9 p.m., don't set the kid's bedtime at 8 p.m. The kid will be confused. Make it work for you. If the child is going to be part of your family, it's an addition to your family, make them an addition to your family. Try to plan your stresses and pick your battles. That way, when the unexpected ones come, they will be fewer, hopefully. So, another thing that goes on with the house is something called rough in and flow. And uh, part of that comes with the plumbing. And this can get complicated. On the plumbing, you're planning for a couple of things. With, with water, you plan on getting the water in and getting the water and other stuff out. We've gotten wiser in recent years in conserving waters, conserving water at least a little bit. You do have to know ahead of time where you want your sinks, showers, etc. There is an odd aspect to some of this. A house or a dwelling needs a septic tank. Well, at least most of the time. To see how you handle this, you have to do what is called a perk test. You are literally seeing how the water will percolate in the soil. And I know, also makes me want coffee too when I think about that. Once you determine that, you know what septic system you will need. And a small word of advice, pray that your soil perks well. Granted, if you're in the city, all you got to do is hook up to, sewer, to the sewer system, to the city sewer system. The other aspect of the plumbing is the HVAC issue, the air conditioning and the heating. That requires planning too. These ideas lend to the ways that you will, one, lubricate your marriage, two, clean your marriage, and three, cool your marriage. This also functions by extension to the family. Your marriage needs things to keep it running smoothly. Two human beings will, by nature, encounter friction if they stay in close proximity to each other. You need ways to relieve that friction. One thing you need to do is plan for stress-reducing, relaxation-infusing type activities. Plan for things that will be relaxing. What are the two of you and your family enjoy? One idea that would be part of lubricating, cleaning, and cooling would be to prepare for arguments. I know that sounds a little crazy. One of my counseling professors, Dr. Michael McGuire, said that he suggested to engaged couples to make sure that they know how they would settle an argument, put a system in place. If they had never had an argument before, he would give them the assignment that week to have an argument that week over something and figure out how they would get through it. This, to me, is good planning. I don't think it's a good idea. I think that this could also could be impl implemented in the family when the children are old enough to understand. Granted, I understand that can be challenging if you have an only child. Do your best to morph it to what it works with because arguments are going to happen. If you don't know how your soul perks, quote unquote, then you, it, excuse me, if you do know how your soul perks, quote unquote, then you can work with what you have to clean things up and move forward. One thing you can do to keep your marriage cooled 
is to do your best to make sure you are an environment in, a, in an environment that works for you. We don't always get to pick our environment, but we can always work to make the best of where we do end up and work things out the best that we can. One of the things in the rough end stage is wiring. During this stage, the electricians are putting in all the wiring. You want to help the couple find out how their marriage is wired. You can do some personality inventory, something like Myers-Briggs, etc. I see the benefit in that. My problem with Myers-Briggs and others, pers other personality inventories is that the designated personality can change over time. And this is true of any inventory. Something that would be helpful is to find out how each person learns. Are they a visual learner? Are they an auditory learner? Etc. We are always learning in a marriage, and it would be good to know how we do that. In most homes today, the walls have sheetrock on them. I happen to live in the southwest state, southwestern state of Texas. They love to put textured um, walls on the sheetrock. <clears throat> it is what it is. So in some homes in the past, paneling was used for this purpose. This helps the interior to feel a little less bare. bare. It is the skin, quote unquote, if you will. This goes best with the decor, decor section, so I will reserve it for that. Um, at this point, you are beginning to install appliances and lighting. Appliances are the workhorses in the home, the fridge, the washer, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm going to take a wild stab at my thoughts here. These modern appliances provide a sense of balance in our lifestyle. In job hunting, we talk about the work-life balance. And that balance is part of what, make, what these machines provide. When these appliances are not working, our balance is way off. So marriage, family, in ways, it acts like a gyroscope. So this is from Britannica.com. A gyroscope is a device containing a rapidly spinning wheel or circulating beam of light that is used to detect the deviation of an object from its desired orientation. Gyroscopes are used in compasses and automatic pilots on ships and aircrafts, in the steering mechanisms of torpedoes, in the inertial guidance systems installed in space launch vehicles, ballistic missiles, and orbiting satellites. And this is from www.britannica.com technology gyroscope. Now, in that definition, there is so much in there that is hard to unpack, and I will do my best to unpack it later. So, as I mentioned, um, I was going to cover the part about the wall covering being the skin in the decor section. And just as your, cat, your house has a look to the outside world, so does your marriage. What you choose for your wall covering says something about you and your house. It typically has to be re reflective of the environment you're in. Like 
an igloo is typically going to have an ice wall. It is difficult for most of us to be completely honest about what goes on inside our house walls. If the things that you do not share with the rest of the world are harmless, for example, like how many gray hairs mom has, or mom and dad struggle with this particular thing, such as like money or whatever, then it's okay. When those secrets involve harm, like abuse, self-abuse, lack of ability to care for yourself, then it becomes a different story. Please seek help. But what we do in public, we do put on a public face. And it's the counselor job to get behind that public face and see what is going on. As I have contemplated the body of the material in this post, I have realized that there is more material here than what is needed for one post. So, I am extending this to a part three. I know one may have left you hanging in some places, but mm, that is the part of my per, part of the purpose of my part three. So, for my material, until the next post. But please be sure to comment at the bottom of the post. I would love to hear from you. Please be sure to press the like button, uh, comment um, on my on my um, <laughs> on my podcast. Yeah, I lost my train of thought. Uh, I would love to hear from you. Please be sure to press the like button. You can follow my blog and you can follow my podcast. There should be a button on one of these pages somewhere. I would also like to invite you to also take a read of my blog, and I would really appreciate it. Uh, please consider donating to either my page or to my podcast. I have enabled donations on my podcast. Um, any amount would be appreciated. It will help me offset the expenses of this. But anyway, thanks again for listening. And for those of you who take time to read, thank you for reading. Outside of that, I appreciate your time that you took to listen to A Puddle in the Desert. And I hope you have a nice day. God bless.